0: What's the difference, Trevor Lawrence, this time last year to now, in, in your opinion? I think, I think with all our guys, the biggest thing is they're not hearing something for the first time. So now we, we install something or talk about a concept or get into detail. The questions they're asking are much further beyond what they were asking last year. Um, it kind of gets into specifics of the defense is this, now we do that. And you have a little bit deeper level of conversation from that, especially with the quarterbacks, which is always the the goal. Um, To be on the same page with those guys, so it's it's been fun to see all our guys take the next step in the system. Were you happy with how Trevor approached the off season from your exit meetings and things like that? Absolutely, yeah. He was very receptive, and that's the one thing about Trevor. His maturity level is off the charts. So you're able to sit down and say, here's what we see, here's what we need to improve on. He generally has the same notes for the most part. Here's, you know, we'll ask, what are your thoughts, and he kind of says the same thing we're tracking. So that's very encouraging for us as a coaching staff to kind of already see the same things, want to improve on the same things, whether that's fundamentals with him or schematics in terms of our whole offense. Doug stressed that there's no depth chart in place, but knowing that Cam isn't here, Anton playing right, Walker playing left, Um, who else have you seen kind of in the rotation maybe emerge on that offensive line, especially if Ben isn't fully healthy just yet? Yeah, early on I think the biggest thing is it gives everybody an opportunity to play a lot of different spots. So guys like Blake Hance, um, you know, Shatley continues to move. Shatley plays guard, plays center. You'll see that a lot, you know, as we go basically up until week one. We move guys all over the spot, all over the place, just because you have to be ready to do that. You know, when you you get into the six, seven, eight linemen on game day, those guys have to fill multiple spots or – you know, maybe a starter moves to a different spot and they fill one of those outside spots. So we kind of cross-train a lot of different guys, so it's been a good experience to see all these guys. Now is our first time to line up across from a defense and kind of get a chance now to see where we've gone in terms of that development. With that said about the versatility of Cooper Hodges, what have you seen from him so far? He's really strong. I mean, you see that just in the individual periods and the drill work he's done with Coach Rauscher. Um, and those guys have done a good job learning and picking it up, uh, you know, our system and the way we speak and the way we communicate and how different it is from what they were doing six months ago in college. How's the running back room changed for you? And do you have a lot more options for what can do with this group of guys this year as opposed to maybe last year, especially towards the end? Yeah, uh, yeah. In terms of the, the way we finished last year, I do think, you know, adding a guy like Tank and then adding – Jermichael Hasty gets a chance now to sit in there from day one of install as opposed to he was essentially learning game plans every week last year. He never really had a foundation of the offense. Um, and then those guys that have been in there, the, the Snoop and the TJ and those types of guys adding Dearness to the mix. Those guys are now sitting in there with an opportunity to outside of Dearness. They know what we're talking about when we say a word now. They have a picture in their mind. And then we get into the details of it and get a chance to clean up some of the things. So there's a a lot of versatility in that room. There's a lot of guys that complement each other well, I think. Um, So now we get a chance to see it on the field. Do you think that means maybe not a lesser role for ETN, but maybe a little bit more less for ETN? Maybe it's
1: possible better within the time
0: Yeah, I think there's a possibility of, you know, keeping everybody fresh through the long run of the season. Um, There was times, obviously, where Travis kind of gets the hot hand. You want to keep riding that wave. Um, but now I think we, we've got a pretty good stable of backs that complement each other well, and, and we'll all have a role in some way, shape, or form. Jim Bob Cooter knows the playbook, the hand signals, the checks, everything. He goes to Indianapolis. You open to Indianapolis. How much of what you do has to be changed? We changed everything. He knows every nothing. Year. We changed every word, every hand signal, everything's foreign to everybody. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you could. That would be hard. No, yeah. Me? You did <laughs> have you had it. Yeah, I was like. What? We change certain things, and all it takes is one thing. You know, if you if he thinks there's one thing, and he were to communicate that to somebody, and all of a sudden they hear that, see that, and it's not the same thing. Okay, you stop talking. We're going to play our defense. <laughs> so the same. It, it's the same way. And coaches, we love to to live in that paranoia of, you know, I same thing. It's the same situation last year. I came from Indy, a division rival, played him twice. Same type of deal. I knew everything they were doing verbally, but it, it's so tough to spend time in your week trying to do that. Now, obviously, week one, he's got time to sit in the offseason and talk about that. But, um, you know, we, we already operate with a certain paranoia of protecting our, our words and codes and signals. So we're aware of those things, and, and I feel confident that we'll be able to combat that knowledge How he has. How much credit do you get in going 2-0 against Indy last <laughs> year? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't take any. That's all our players, so they did a good job. <laughs> we, we also – we didn't go to it. I, <laughs> that's, that's I wish we did. I would take <laughs> Oh, they did? <laughs> they won up there. It's all right. It was a long time ago. What have been your, your impression of Calvin so far? I've been really impressed with Calvin. Uh, we've watched <laughs> – we watch, I've watched every snap Calvin's played in the NFL, just like a lot of our guys have. So we're very confident in the player we're getting. Um, and then to be able to meet him in person, you know, you kind of – we've had a lot of people that vouch for him, obviously going back to when we acquired him. Uh, But the work he's put in this offseason has been impressive just in terms of meeting the extra work he does. And you can tell he's doing it because he comes in the next day. He's got his list of questions. They're very thought out. You can tell he's peaked ahead of the install or just looking a couple days ahead as we go on. So uh, he's done a great job just intermixing with the group and kind of making his own role. And then Brenton Strange, what kind of versatility does he add to that route? I think that's the biggest thing is the versatility. You know, we we have guys already that are kind of like that. You know, Luke Luke Farrell is that YF type role. He can play on the ball, play off the ball, do different things. Evans kind of always been that way. I think Evan really showed uh, a lot of growth as a as an inline blocker last year, and we used him in, in different ways to do that. And I think Brenton, that's kind of what he did in college. You know, he played off the ball. He was able to insert through the line. He was able to block on the edge. He was able to align on the perimeter and do a number of different things that we feel like fits what we already do. So it's not taking, you know, this square peg, fitting in a round hole here. It's somebody that has familiarity in, in the types of things we're going to ask him to do. If Evan's not here until training camp, would you be worried at all? Not at all, no. Uh, just what Evan showed us last year, the type of worker he is, um, we, have, we have zero concerns that Evan's going to show up. When, when Evan shows up, he's going to be ready to roll, and we know that. You guys had communication as a coaching staff with him at all? Just hi, hello, how you doing? How checking in on him and stuff like that, you know, keeping it within the, the guidelines of what we're allowed to do. But you know, we've all checked on him and mm-hmm. we know he's working and he's diligent and he's gonna be ready to roll. When did it become evident or when did, maybe you guys have discussions internally that we gotta get better in short yardage? Um, I mean throughout the year. You know, we always every single week we take a look at the things we've done and just your overall third down percentage and then trying to narrow kind of where that happens. And short yardage was certainly something we were not as effective as we wanted to be in certain – whether it's third down or fourth down. Um, We felt like we needed to do a better job of that, and that kind of haunted us a little bit, especially early on in the year uh, when we kind of had that cold streak as an offense. So that's certainly something we've identified. We kind of had – the season ended. Probably the next day we all kind of sat down as offensive staff, outlined some things we needed to improve on right then while it was fresh. And then we spent our offseason kind of forging ahead with – how to solve these issues, how to give these answers to our players. Was right. a fullback part of that solution? A fullback just again potentially adds some versatility. And we have guys, again, how a guy's listed in a system of being a fullback, whatever that may be, we have guys that have lined in a fullback type position. They may be a tight end. But it's just one more chess piece for us of we send this guy on the field defense doesn't know, does he align wide? Is he going to align in the wing set? Is he going to align with his hand on the ground? Is he going to be a fullback? Um, so it just kind of adds some versatility, and then we kind of go through weekly game planning of where do we get an advantage with this player. Do we, does lining up in the fullback spot and creating an extra gap inside uh, give us an advantage in some way, shape, or form? Is this something we're knowledgeable enough to know how they're going to play us when you just sprinkle it here and there? Um, so there's a lot of factors that go into that. But if it's something that gives us an advantage, whether it's weekly or throughout the season, it's something we're going to dig into. Zay had yeah. a really good season last year. What do you think went into him having so much success with you guys? Well, I think Zay's a really good player. And I think Zay had always been a really good player. Um, certainly he had opportunities last year and took advantage of those. And there were, you know, games he kind of rode the wave and he was, he was the hot hand. We kept feeding him and he produced for us. Um, and, again, like, like we were talking about some other things, Zay's extremely versatile. Uh, You know, one of the things we did last season when we went into free agency and acquiring the receiver, readjusting our receiver room, I guess you say, we wanted to add some speed. And when you looked at all the free agents available and you looked at their time speed, the GPS in-game speed, and then the number of times they were able to do that, Zay was, throughout the course of the last three years, I think, was one of the top five guys in the category of receivers we were looking at in terms of how fast he played and how consistently he played that fast. So we knew what Zay was going to bring to us. Plus, he's a smart guy. He's an extremely hard worker. He's diligent. Um, so that adds to the room and the versatility that all those guys bring to us. What improvements has fortner made? Say it again. What improvements has Fortner made? Fortner. Well, I think just he's not a rookie anymore. You know? So now when we talk through the exotic fronts that a defense can present to you or you know, just the out-of-ordinary things that you may see from time to time, he's got a base, he's got a foundation that we've talked through. Um, you know, you see the growth and maturity in him with the way he communicates with the rest of the room because he is the guy. Now, Brandon Sheriff may be the leader in the room in terms of setting the culture and setting the tone, but everybody's looking to Luke because everybody goes off Luke's communication a lot of times because we work our way inside out in our progression, our communication. So you see that growth from him into year two so far. Did he get stronger from his year? I believe so. I mean, I haven't sat there and worked out with him, but uh, I, I'm guessing he's stronger than me. So <laughs> How that's pretty strong. Well, was that for you guys, though, in terms of it's tough? Yeah. But, I mean, well, certainly, good. I think there's a lot of centers that are probably outmatched with a lot of these true shades or true nose tackles inside. So that was something that – and I, I think one of the hardest things guys go through is going from their senior year of college straight into their rookie year just in terms of you haven't had a break. You haven't had a chance to physically rest, so you start to see guys get worn down. I think with Luke, you didn't necessarily see that, like hitting, hitting that rookie wall. There's certainly – we want him to continue to grow physically. So his strength is a big part of that, just as you take on these interior nose tackles that are big, strong dudes and weigh a lot. I mean, that's that's certainly an element of his game that he c- continued to add to. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks guys.